0: Welcome to TV7 Israel's podcast. We invite you to listen and share our latest content from Israel and the region. Salam and welcome to Editor's Note. I'm Yair Pinto, and together with me, as always, is TV7 editor in chief, Jonathan Hessen. How are you doing?
1: Praise God, doing well. Thank you.
0: Well, it's really good to be here again. We have a lot to discuss, but before we do so, let's ask God to join us uh, here in the studio and join you back at home. So please pray with me. Our Father in Heaven, thank you for this day. Thank you for uh, this uh, beginning of the week. We pray that you will bless the rest of uh, the week. We pray that you will join us uh, here in this program. We pray that you will bless our team here and all our family uh, back at home and the people who join us uh, from all over the world. Please speak to each one of us personally and... uh, guide us on how we share and what we share today. Hashem, Yeshua, Mashiach. Amen. Amen, amen. Oh, well, Jonathan, uh, it's been, uh, last week was eventful. And um, where do you want to start? What should we dig deeper into?
1: Well, obviously, last week uh, we had uh, a momentous moment, uh, not only in a bilateral mm-hmm. fashion, but mm-hmm. also in mm-hmm. the level of geopolitics with geopolitical implications. Uh, Israel and Turkey have normalized relations to the level of ambassador Mm -hmm. uh, since 2008, basically. Or if we go even before that, 2002, 2003, when the AKP and Erdogan came to power, uh, the president of Turkey.
0: When you say level of ambassador, meaning that now Israel is sending its ambassador to Turkey and Turkey to Israel? Correct. We'll get there. Okay. (laughs)
1: Uh, The situation... Uh, on on a bilateral level, has deteriorated. Mm -hmm. Turkey and Israel uh, have been very close Mm -hmm. um, partners, not necessarily allies, but partners, strategic partners, uh, for multiple reasons. Already from the the 50s, the early 50s, uh, or the latter part of the 40s, uh, the first prime minister of the state of Israel, the late uh, Ben-Gurion, David Ben-Gurion, he... Identified and in, in some of his documents, which have already been uh, declassified, he highlights the importance of relations between um, Israel and mm-hmm. the major non Arab Muslim countries in the region, uh, namely Turkey in the situation. Obviously, at the time, there were no Abraham Accords, so uh, the uh, relations with Turkey and, ironically, Iran. Mm-hmm before the Islamic revolution of 79 um, were the two major partners of Israel, Um, Iran even more so than Turkey at the time, but um, relations obviously fluctuate. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, uh, the Turkish relationship sought to uh, not only counter the Arab uh, challenge uh, at the time, Uh, of the establishment of uh, the State of Israel, in Turkey proper, there was much resentment towards the Arabs, uh, particularly in uh, the Levant, Mm -hmm. but uh, also uh, not only in the Hashemite Kingdom of Jordan and and Saudi Arabia, but also particularly here in Israel, uh, because uh, they saw them as those who enabled the British to ultimately defeat the Ottoman Empire. So there is the honor the Turkish honor, which yes. ultimately was uh, um, struck within that context. Uh, they basically see the Arabs living here, or back then they used to see them as such, as those responsible for the loss of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because the Ottomans conquered Jerusalem in 1517 uh, uh, and they lost Jerusalem in uh, 1917. Um, within the period of the First World War.
0: So they're really uh, the Turks are really upset with the Arab community of Israel.
1: They were for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Then uh, there was a shift. They sought to basically uh, become the leaders of the Arab world uh, and uh, ultimately of the Muslim world, mm-hmm. um, of the Sunni Muslims versus the Shiite Muslims, which are led by the Islamic Republic of Iran. Mm-hmm. Uh, today in Tehran, they see themselves that way. But uh, in a different discussion, we will elaborate on the Shiite angle because there is much tension currently between Iraq and Iran
0: mm-hmm.
1: in all the matters of uh, Shia power. Uh, so mm-hmm. you have the Sadrist movement there in Iraq and uh, the Iran-backed, uh, Iranian-backed uh, militias within Hashtar Shaabi, Qatab Hezbollah and so on. So mm-hmm. there is now a very big struggle happening there which uh, I had a discussion last week with uh, an American general Mm -hmm. uh, who has uh, um, direct relations to CENTCOM. And uh, he uh, highlighted that the Americans are seeking to take a back seat and, and to let things play out. So neither side of the the Shiites uh, will be able to blame the Americans, even though ultimately... Most likely
0: they will anyway. They will blame
1: them <laughs> anyway, but people on the ground realize that the Americans are not involved in this competition at this stage.
0: Okay, so back, back to Turkey. Back to Turkey. What yeah. does that mean for us now, this time? Right now,
1: since the relations deteriorated in light of Turkey basically looking at the, the uh, map and trying to... Play its cards together mm-hmm. with the Muslim Brotherhood. Okay, uh, Hamas, an offshoot of yeah. the Muslim Brotherhood, uh, during Operation Cast Lead in 09 uh, was basically uh, defeated very um, harshly. Mm-hmm. And for political gains and capital at a time when economic um, disarray occurred worldwide in 08, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, Usually, you you seek out an enemy to blame for the bad situation and to basically divert the the attention attention, of the public uh, with regard to uh, domestic issues. So, uh, Israel was a very easy victim Mm -hmm. of this situation. Uh, There are plenty of uh, organizations within Turkey uh, which are... Radical Islamist organizations including those who claim to champion humanitarian causes mm-hmm. um, Of course humanitarian so long as uh, they're dealing with one side yeah. the Muslim side uh, Particularly mm-hmm. I'm speaking about IHH and, and other organizations that were involved. There was the famous flotilla Hey mm-hmm. okay, the Gaza flotilla uh, in which they sought to break the siege of Gaza um, Where Israel and Egypt yeah in in cooperation, not just coordination, but in cooperation, are locating this territory which is infested with Islamist organizations and controlled by an offshoot of the Muslim Brotherhood, Mm -hmm. the Islamist Hamas organization. Now, that challenged the Israeli-Turkish relation on two angles. The first angle was uh, the political one, okay, Mm -hmm. ambassadors were. Retracted and expelled. Turkey called back its ambassador Israel. and expelled uh, the Israeli ambassador. So, <clears throat> the the level of uh, um, second rank envoy was basically the representative in the country mm-hmm. uh, for quite some time. Uh, Nevertheless, uh, there was attempts to establish rapprochement between the two sides on a number of occasions, uh, with uh, the former president, uh, Barack Obama, Mm -hmm. having the famous uh, moment where he stopped in front of Air Force One while visiting Israel with Netanyahu in his car and forced him to speak with Erdogan on the phone and to find try uh, to mediate it. Well, to find uh, a way to narrow the gaps and, and to normalize mm-hmm. relations, it succeeded for a very brief period of time. There was uh, discussions <clears throat> between Israel and Turkey particularly about um, Israeli compensation for those who were killed on, on the ship mm-hmm. uh, in the flotilla. Um, Israel did pay money to those families, and that was resolved. Uh, it also um, apologized for the loss of, li- of life, mm-hmm. particularly. It did not apologize for stopping the flotilla. So it was figuring out what is the right choice of words yes. for that situation, as in all diplomatic cases is uh, the case. And uh, at that time already, uh, during that track to diplomacy, which we call... There were um, discussions behind the scene uh, in which Turkey was checking with Israel whether uh, the new found offshore gas reservoirs, Mm -hmm. the Leviathan, the Tamar, would be able to go through Turkey, then establish a certain economic uh, union and would revitalize uh, this matter. At the time, they had some Turkish businessmen who... Uh, was willing to fund the whole thing. Uh, But uh, Israel was uh, very wary of the situation and it did not say yes, it did not say no. Mm -hmm. Uh, It just said, let's speak when our relations are a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Um, Over the the course of uh, those several years, obviously the rhetoric coming out of Ankara was quite significant. And the personal animosity, particularly between uh, Duan's government uh, and uh, his presidential palace and the government of Prime Minister, the former Prime Minister Bimi Netanyahu was very very tense. So for years this relationship with uh, was very tense and the moment Netanyahu got um, ousted uh, after you know repeated attempts to form a coalition and failing to do so basically in Israel, which within a parliamentary election, uh, unfortunately, it doesn't mean, uh, even if you have the biggest block in parliament, if you don't have at least a minor majority of at least one seat, you're not the leader. Yeah. Okay, It doesn't matter uh, how popular you are compared to the next one down. So, uh, within this construct, ultimately, as we all know, Netanyahu was put aside and Immediately when that happened, there were attempts, repetitive attempts, Mm -hmm. repeated attempts, excuse me, by Turkey to try and seek normalization with Israel. So you think it's mainly economically? Uh, Not mainly economically. At the beginning, um, from what I hear Mm -hmm. from Turkey particularly, Mm -hmm. um, there were um, attempts to, to... improve Turkish relations with Washington, with the United States. Okay. Um, Fearing the situation, understanding the complexities, uh, Turkey was quite keen on improving its relations uh, with the West, but particularly with Washington. After losing contracts with Lockheed Martin for the F-35 stealth fighter jets, uh, the uh, wings of that aircraft uh, as part of the Lockheed project were being constructed in Turkey particularly mm-hmm. so uh, Lockheed Martin constructs everybody who purchases the aircraft works on a, a part of that project mm-hmm. okay so it's it's quite interesting how it's built up but particularly here uh, it was because uh, Turkey which just experienced at a time uh, in uh, 16. It experienced an attempted coup, uh, which it mm-hmm. claims was uh, the Fatoula Gulen um, uh, group, and who is currently in the United States, uh, sought to make sure that if the next time there will be rogue pilots, mm-hmm. okay, because F sixteen pilots bombed the um, the parliament at the time, the area there. And they were so shocked and their aerial defense array was unable to intercept mm-hmm. those aircraft because NATO integrator or NATO uh, interoperable systems cannot fire at each other.
0: Uh, I see. Okay.
1: All right. So ironically, Greece, for instance, mm-hmm. the arch rival of Turkey to the west um, to date has S-300S systems which are Russian, for the sake of if there is a war with Turkey, it will have Russian or non-NATO air defense systems systems to thwart uh, Turkish aggression, which is ironic. Yeah,
0: because they're on the same side, supposedly.
1: Supposedly, they're both NATO allies, Mm -hmm. but uh, there's no alliance between those two in whatsoever means. Um, If there is a war between Turkey and Greece... um, Mm -hmm. You know, in, in Anka uh, some people told me there that they view Greece as an extension of France, a proxy, basically, mm. of France, Washington, and Brussels. This is how they view it, and Berlin, for that matter. Oh, okay. uh, so there is quite the animosity between the two sides. Um, it's historic. It's bicensual, uh, 200 years of animosity since Greece, with the help of, ironically, the United Kingdom, Uh, Tsarist Russia and other elements, including one uh, admiral from uh, the Dutch Navy uh, and the assistance also of a few um, admirals from France were able to attain independence.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Now, within the Middle East construct, Mm -hmm. if we look at the Middle East construct and we can see Israel here, we can see Turkey Iran far to the east, but we see Greece over here, and, and everything is built here in a certain uh, construct. The main rivals of the Islamic Republic of Iran, the main challenger of mm-hmm. Iranian uh, efforts to spread its power, expansionist uh, aspirations throughout the Middle East.
0: Who is it? Saudi Arabia. No. but Turkey. Turkey. Because that's towards the Europe. It doesn't you matter. Say?
1: Uh, throughout the Middle East, mm-hmm. there's always been a rivalry between Turkey and the Persians.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This rivalry, this animosity, is historically integrated into the societies. Um, they're the most powerful nations in the region, at least from uh, their perspective. Their own perspective, yes. Um, and. Uh, They are uh, from also the quantity of of troops, not necessarily qualitatively so, um, but they have the largest militaries. The the second largest military in NATO is Turkey.
0: Yes. Okay. Uh, It's a big, very big country. It's a
1: very big country of uh, roughly 80-something million people, Mm -hmm. between 80 to 100. Um, And the Islamic Republic of Iran is its peer competitor Mm -hmm. of 80-something million people. So you suddenly have two countries with tens of millions of people who historically, even when uh, Suleiman the Magnificent, Mm -hmm. the uh, uh, ruler of the Ottoman Empire at the time, sought to conquer Jerusalem... He established a number of campaigns with one of its major campaigns was to subdue the Persian army so he'll be able to conquer the Levant without having the Persian military able to attack uh, the rest of the Ottoman Empire or Turkey at a time when they're dealing elsewhere. So there are always considerations that they're making in order to play the geopolitical game. Now, one of the key challenges for the Islamic Republic during this period, since seventy nine to date, in order to expand into the region, was Mm -hmm. Turkey and Israel. This Mm -hmm. alliance, this partnership was a contra to that. And, of course, Iraq and Iran were always at war, uh, were always in a situation of uh, animosity. Mm In the 80s, obviously, there was the Iran-Iraq war proper, which Iraq at the time, with the one million uh, strong army, uh, defeated the Iranians because of their missile capabilities. The Iranians did not have that at mm-hmm. the time. So we always need to go back to the historic construct of the Middle East, to the understandings of uh, the people in the small councils and the security councils who advised their leaders, who derive their understanding not based on speculation and analogies, but on concrete evidence of the past. Mm -hmm. And that's why when you say, okay, is uh, Russia going to allow Iran, for instance, to attain nuclear weapons? Well, historically, that's unlogical. And within the small councils, within the Security Council in Moscow, uh, it would take a revolution in their mindset uh, and in their thinking, to allow one of their rivals to the south to attain uh, strategic capabilities that mm-hmm. could then thwart their ability to do certain things in the region uh, because of a nuclear deterrent.
0: Uh huh. So you say that Iran's becoming stronger is one of the reasons for Turkey and Israel. To normalize relations now from a Turkish uh, point of view? Well, uh, that's
1: why uh, Turkey obviously to seek out normalization with Israel, it sought out normalization with Israel's new friends in the region, Mm -hmm. the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, just before traveling to Tehran for the summit of the 10th round of the Astana talks between Vladimir Putin, Ibrahim Raisi, the the Iranian president, and Recep Tayyip Erdogan Mm -hmm. of of Turkey. Erdogan called uh, MBS, um, Mohammed bin Salman, the the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, and the defense minister, and he called Yair Lapid at the time. You know, before traveling there. Now, uh, you see suddenly that there are discussions with Israelis and the Saudis, the mm-hmm. enemies of the Islamic Republic of Iran, so-called, before he travels yes. there, which indicates, okay, I am seeking to see what can be done from a Turkish interest. Mm-hmm. This is all Turkish interests.
0: Yeah, I see. But what is very interesting to me is like we just had Operation Breaking Dawn, okay? And Erdogan voiced really harsh, harsh remarks regarding Israel's offensive in Gaza. So he still is supportive of the Palestinian people in the Gaza Strip and the terror organizations there, Hamas, Islamic Jihad. So how does that connect with the normalization? Politically,
1: uh, the last statements by Erdogan should not be mean anything. Uh, just, just he wants to say it because... He says it for political reasons. Mm-hmm. There is about, uh, there's going to be elections in the near future in, in Turkey. He needs... Popular support. Nevertheless, if uh, you noticed, Hamas was not part of the operation in Breaking mm-hmm. Dawn. The Palestinian Islamic Jihad, an Iranian proxy, was the only one targeted, except for a few operations that are as part of the ongoing efforts to curtail the, the military
0: um, armament and bolstering uh-huh. of Hamas. Hamas set out. And that is very, very interesting because usually the IDF always said that it uh, holds Hamas responsible for everything that emanates from the Gaza Strip. So that is a change of its policy.
1: Look, Hamas, uh, whether we like it or not, is there.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: we're going to uh, deal with them and, and we have leverage over them here in Israel. Uh, we have open channels behind the scenes that ultimately uh, allow for periods of quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, nevertheless, uh their core ideology and aspirations is to annihilate and obliterate Israel. Um, they will continue to do so. So is the Muslim Brotherhood. Uh, and uh, ultimately, whether or not there are normalized relations between Israel and Turkey, um, in Hebrew there is a sentence, a statement, you know, that everybody is uh, keenly aware of. Kabdeu mm-hmm. You know, honor them, but also be suspicious of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Israel is not naive, nor is Turkey. There is a a clear understanding on what works, what doesn't work. The same goes for Israel and the United Arab Emirates. Mm -hmm. The same goes for Israel and Jordan and Turkey uh, and uh, Egypt, excuse me. There are joint interests within the construct of realpolitik, where you put your emotions aside and you think, okay, what's best for the national security interests and economic interests of my country?
0: Yeah, for now, for this time. For this time.
1: Exactly. And uh, this Demands a, a pragmatic approach mm-hmm. towards certain situations.
0: Yeah, like what you said, that Iran was close allies or normalized relations with Israel back in the 50s. Absolutely. So, and now we're, they're our arch enemy. Mm-hmm. So, that's, uh, everything changes according to the interest at the time. Right, well, uh, but two talking, different regimes. Yeah, but yes. yeah, I understand, but uh, the same people, same country. But, okay, talking about uh, Turkey-Israel uh, normalization of relations... How will that affect Israel and Cyprus and Greece relations? It will not.
1: It will not. It will not. Uh, the relationship on uh, just before uh, several mm-hmm. days before uh, there was uh, the announcement of the normalization. Uh, the defense minister of Cyprus uh, came here. Uh, he had an extensive meeting with uh, his Israeli counterpart. Uh, they discussed multiple strategic issues. And there is keen cooperation mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. Cyprus uh, and Israel. Uh, the uh, Greek Air Force uh, has currently um, opened an aerial school, which is entirely based on Israeli uh, um, doctrine, methodology and really? doctrines. Uh, and there is deep cooperation between Greece and uh, Israel. Um, the Raphael... Uh, systems, Mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, a military industry, Um, Israeli military military industry, industry just sold Greece, Uh, the drone dome, uh, which is a surface-to-air anti-drone system, Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. able to detect and uh, intercept uh, almost any drone uh, out there. Uh, with uh, keen defensive and offensive capabilities, uh, ultimately within this uh, um, equation, this was procured in order to um, to intercept, basically, if mm-hmm. needs arise, uh, the Turkish uh the Turkish drones, yeah. which were constructed after uh, the deterioration of relations, ultimately thwarted Israeli cooperation with Turkey on defense issues uh-huh. which was robust yeah, was before very the situation yeah. uh, deteriorated. Of mm-hmm. course, you know it from the tank
0: uh yes, tank angle our indeed.
1: Mm-hmm. Um again, uh there is a clean under, uh, clean and clear understanding mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the way that things are constructed. Turkey is trying to establish this rapprochement. It still needs Egypt mm-hmm. um in order to get itself out of this isolation, which has is found itself in, um, it changed its strategy altogether really, yeah. because it realized that uh, it cannot do it alone. It's not strong enough, economically speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is pragmatic. It is uh, seeking to be viewed as an arbiter mm-hmm. uh, in international uh, relations and geopolitical uh, issues, including uh, with the whole issue of grain uh, being Which is, uh, exported big issue from now, yes. Ukraine, indeed, and uh, discussions between Ukraine and Russia uh, are being mediated by Turkey, Uh, in cooperation and coordination with the United Nations. So, we see this whole construct, of course, uh, that is taking place. The energy aspect is also a big issue that we need to discuss the next time around. Yeah,
0: next uh, next show, I think. Jonathan, maybe uh, three prayer points for our viewers before we conclude on the situation.
1: Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. It's still the heart of Mm -hmm. um, not only all physical issues, uh, that partake in the Middle East with much tension surrounding that, but also on a spiritual level, mm-hmm. it has uh, quite a significance. And also pray for uh, the leaders, mm-hmm. uh, not here only in Israel, but around uh, the, the globe, uh, that uh, God may um, change their may. hearts mm-hmm. and, and reveal
0: himself to them uh, for his glory. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you. It was very fascinating. And thank you. Back at home, please pray for us. And if you'd like to learn more, visit our website at tv7israelnews.com. We will see you next time for another episode of Editor's Note. Thank you for
1: joining us in another TV7 Israel podcast. For more content, visit our website at
0: tv7israelnews.com or follow us on social media.